Hello there. Uh, welcome to week nine reading response for ED 318. Uh, so I watched the uh, Reading Rockets teleconference uh, about teaching every child, uh, the webinar for this week's assignment. Uh, so I wanted to hit on a few parts here. Uh, one first one was, uh, it was talking about how can one teacher address all students. Uh, it was it was obviously they were pretty open that it uh, it is for sure difficult. Nobody's saying that it's easy, uh, but they were saying that we need to persevere. Uh, you need to understand the needs of specific students, uh, not grouping all students together, and being okay with just ability based grouping, uh, whatever's easier and quicker not being comfortable with just doing that, uh, wanting to do more for the students, wanting to push through those barriers that present themselves, uh, and then also having a flexible classroom, uh, strong routines that allow students to feel comfortable in the classroom. They aren't blindsided by events and different uh different things that they're going to be going to. They're kind of laid out for them. Obviously, things will present themselves uh, throughout the day and throughout the week. But if you have that strong basis of a routine, uh, you will cut down on distractions and be able to transition easier. Um, for different students, you might have to do different things. Uh, for instructions, you might have to have a recording for them. You might need to have it on a piece of paper of the steps, step by step. And these are accommodations and uh, accommodations that you may need to make for your special education students. Uh, even just for students that have a difficulty uh, just listening and they're kind of distracted, but they have some, something to go back to. You don't necessarily have to over scaffold it. You just have to have what you said to the whole class and then just have it on a piece of paper for some students that need it like that. Um, so you can be having uh, to to address all students, some students work better in groups. Some stu students are going to need that one-on-one -on -one support. Uh, so, for like a book, for like a, a reading literacy uh, instruction, you could have some students in book clubs, and then others that are working together uh, with the teacher for like phonemic awareness, uh, phonics, or reading fluency, things like that. Just differentiating the instruction to incorporate all the different types of learning that students do best. Uh, we, won't ever, we won't ever be perfect. Uh, our our uh, teaching methods uh, won't always be perfect, uh, but we gotta continue to refine the skills. And this is kind of a nice thing for these three different high-ranking uh, professors and instructors throughout the country to kind of say that, to be understanding that it's gonna be difficult uh, we're, we're going to want to be perfect because that's what a, a lot of us are. We're kind of like type A where we want our, our, everything to be perfect. We're per perfectionists because we want to teach and stuff like that. But we just got to be comfortable with just continuing to do our best uh, and understand that sometimes our best isn't going to be good enough, but we got to keep trying. Uh, and then uh, a last thing I wanted to hit on was the funds of competence. Uh, I think we called this funds of knowledge in uh, 318. In other earlier education courses, just understanding that the community and the parents uh, have funds of knowledge and funds of competence that they can come in and help our students uh, during lessons, during reading lessons, 
Uh, they have lots of knowledge throughout the area. They have the culture of the community. You can ask them for quest for help to come in, help you with resources. Don't be afraid to ask your community for their support in the learning process. And I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I think it was, uh, I'm not sure what his name was, I can't remember, but he brought up an example of Manistique, Michigan, little old Manistique, Michigan. Uh, this is a this is a conference downstate, and he brought this up. Uh, in Manistique, Michigan, there's foster grandparents, and I actually have first hand experience with the with the foster grandparents. Um, in Escanaba, at least at Holy Name, uh, they'd bring in the foster grandparents. Uh, quite often, they would be coming in. They help the students with their reading. They help the students with their math. Uh, just allows that one-on-one -on -one time that the teacher can uh, work work with the other students to walk around and not have to uh, allot so much other time to uh, certain students that could just get support from a uh, from a foster grandparent. And it allows the foster grandparent to get out of their to get out of their house or their apartment and uh, work work with the students and just have some fun with them. And I think that's a wonderful opportunity to use the community for their support uh, to help the students in the area and at that local school. So that wraps up my reading response, and thank you for listening.